Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 at Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas. Bob Stauffer joining you from St. Louis, Missouri. World of Spas is Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, reminder, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino, excitement bet on it. And you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, same number, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted to Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott, big part of the show as well, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Into the Oilers now. Injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown, injury lawyers. Unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Most of all, unrivaled experience to help you along the way. 250 plus years of experience at James H. Brown. It's just simple. They're the best. And uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, we will tell you that Dylan Holloway skated today. Uh, Jay Woodcroft did not give us an official word as whether or not he'd be back in. I would say unlikely, but I think there's a good chance we might see him tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks, which means the Oilers will go 11-7. and They've only got 19 healthy skaters right now, as is if you include Holloway. Uh, Japanese Village is Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff will take care of you. And we are going to head off to the River Cree. Actually, uh, we're not going to go uh, to the hotline because we're going to go to our Oilers Now headliner today for Willock Beef Jerky. Just might be the best you've ever tasted. What do you mean it just might be the best you've ever tasted? It is the best you've ever tasted. Willock Beef Jerky. Search for Willhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. They have three locations in the Edmonton and surrounding areas. And without further ado, had a chance after practice today for the morning skate for the St. Louis Blues to catch up with Craig McTavish. Craig, I've come to the conclusion that you have proven that some guys will do anything not to do segments with me on Sportsnet. I mean, come on, back in the NHL as an assistant coach at 64, giving up that gravy gig with Sportsnet where you, you know, were clearly the uh, the alpha in this situation. But uh, with all seriousness, uh, how much fun are you having, you know, being back on a coaching staff and, and, and being with the team again? Well, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but you're, you're bang on. And I knew it was time for me to leave Sportsnet when near the my last tenure uh, of the year last year, I thought it, thought thinking that, you know, Bob might be right about that. And then I knew right then that, that it's time to move on because in no way or shape or form could that be happening. Yeah. And uh, I've enjoyed it here. Yeah, I enjoyed working with you and Gene on the panel last year. It was lots of fun too. Uh, every experience in hockey, I feel, is... Uh, 
is a good one. We're lucky to be associated with the game and uh, really lucked into a really good organization, good group of people here in St. Louis. Yeah, this is, you played here before, and there's lots of guys that stayed here after they played. Like, guys love it here, don't they? Well, it's a, a unbalanced number of alumni that stay here disproportionate number from the rest of the league uh, because they love the mid Midwestern lifestyle. The people are great. The city is great. It's a real sports city. The suburbs are good. It's a good place to bring up your kids. The city's a manageable size. And they have a lot of alumni and a big alumni presence here. And it's really filtered down into their hockey development. Uh, as you've seen over the years with a lot of first rounders uh, going into the NHL coming out of St. Louis. And that's you know that that's that, that's a real credit to 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 the St. Louis Blues and the alumni. What does it say about Craig Berube that he would be open? Some guys might be threatened by a, a coach with your sort of experience as an NHL head coach, but he was obviously looking for something specific from you. Uh, and just maybe if you could speak to re the relationship of a guy who's won a Stanley Cup as an NHL head coach. Well, I, I think when that happens, uh, you, it really affirms uh, your, your, your tactics and your methodology as a coach and uh, has to enhance your confidence in what you're delivering to the players because you did such an unbelievable job that year. Coming in and taking a team uh, that was literally last at one point in the season, pretty late in the season, or at least uh, at the midway point, and uh, then winning a championship. And I mean, if you're looking at cause and effect, you have to draw a straight line to uh, Craig Berube and his staff. And as I've said many times, the teams are coached by a coaching staff. And the staff here, uh, notwithstanding uh, myself, but uh, Steve Ott and uh, Mike Van Ren are you know, really accomplished coaches and have been super impressed with them and their overall staff, how they interact together and uh, how they treat uh, players. Uh, I, I really, really mirrors what I think and believe is how you get the best out of your work. We are joined by St. Louis assistant coach and former Edmonton Oilers general manager and head coach, Sportsnet analyst. That's what he's best known for, <laughs> Craig McDavish. Craig, I, I have a theory that the best people continuously evolve and they learn from, you know, maybe they didn't take the best tact or the best path in the past and there's a different way. And, 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 I, and I, I've never been a coach um, and I struggle at times being a parent. I'm not a perfect parent. I know that. But can you, can you maybe speak to your evolution over time and maybe how you do things differently today? Then maybe you would have 50, and maybe you do some things the same. I would have to assume there's different ways to communicate and different ways to get the most out of people today that maybe, and maybe it's just because we're dealing with completely different type of kids and players as well. Well, I would say for sure I'm much more approachable, uh, especially in this role. When I look back at my career after hockey, really... I think the most fun year I had was uh, the year I was an assistant coach for Kevin Lowe in, uh, in Edmonton. I mean, we were just evolving in our careers and it was exciting. And I mean, I've worked for Kevin for a lot of years, uh, you know, just a fantastic person, as you know, to work for, uh, super supportive. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed that part of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, in terms of, Evolution. I'm. I definitely am more approachable. I mean, my 
the players that I've coached before uh, have told me that I'm way, I was way softer later on in my tenure than I was when they first started, guys like Sean Horkoff, and uh, they have a different recollection of me than I do at that point. But, uh, you know, and Craig does a great job, too, of being approachable and demanding. I think, you know, it doesn't do anybody any good to let players and people operate and perform to levels far below their capability. And, you know, good players and leaders want that accountability. All right, one final one for you. So you're planning against a team that you know very well, the Edmonton Oilers. You guys, it was a clinic. I mean, we, we saw two really good teams. Carolina and Pittsburgh are good teams. Now they play high event hockey. They're willing, they forecheck differently. I mean, nobody forechecks like Carolina. Carolina forechecks like Jurgen Klopp preaches with Liverpool, you know, just pressure all over yeah. the ice. But those two games were high event games. Pittsburgh traded chances and the Oilers eviscerated them. And, and really Edmonton played their best two periods, I think, of the season. You guys, after the, you know, the clinic you put on at Edmonton, you a little bit of a disappointing performance in Winnipeg. How different is Edmonton to prepare for, and does it help given that you've got all this experience around the Oilers the last several years? Well, I've seen what works there uh, against the Oilers and what doesn't work, and uh, you know you have to manage the puck. It's not unlike what you try and do against the other opponents. It's just more important against Edmonton because. As you mentioned, if you're trading chances uh, with the skill that they have and on the wrong side of the puck and chasing the play back out of uh, Edmonton and into your end, it's 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 going to be a long night. Now the Blues, they're they're a team that has offensive capability. I think they were third in goals for last year in the league, uh, but you know teams that have won championships. I think realize that you, ha you have to you have to win a low scoring game when when you really need one, and uh, they they showed uh, uh, th that ability in Edmonton that night where we played very well. I thought. Yeah, what, I, I lied. I, I, I we we were remiss without mentioning we saw a lot of Jake Neighbors over the last few seasons. Frankly, I actually think the better Edmonton team was in 2021 because that was more of a homegrown team. They stepped up and added a ton of talent, but they didn't have the same depth that they had uh, last year as they had the year before. I mean, from my perspective, watching him from afar, he appeared to be a pretty special kid. What's he like to coach, and uh, where do you see his progression and growth and development? Well, he does everything well, and uh, I've seen a lot of guys come into the league, and the organization is there to provide resources and expertise to get guys to perform at the highest level of their capability, and it takes players various lengths of uh, time to get to that high performance level, but Jake is the type of guy that uh, you know does everything right. Uh, he plays the game uh, the right way, he plays the game in the tough areas, he recognizes what's important in the game, and is going to be a real good, solid player for a lot of years here. Craig, we appreciate the time. Anytime, Stoff. 
There you go. That is uh, former Edmonton Oilers general manager and head coach, now assistant coach at age 64 of the St. Louis Blues, a uh, three-time Stanley Cup champion with Edmonton in 87, 88, and 1990, Craig McTavish. Bob Stauffer joining you from St. Louis. Brendan Escott is back at the 630 Chad Studios. It, it is time. Oilers game day trivia brought to you by Ming Shine. Keep your vehicle looking and feeling brand new with a new vehicle protection package. Book now at mingshine.com. Up for grabs, bragging rights, and a $50 GC from Ming Shine. You text us to get the correct answer. You text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line for Ming Shine game day trivia, 780-496-0063. The first correct answer wins. And here we go. There are four players in NHL history that have scored 50 goals in a season and had over 200 penalty minutes in the same year. They're all of roughly the same vintage between 1990 and 1997. Name the player that did it as a member of the St. Louis Blues, and your hint is he is now a senior executive in the National Hockey Players. So name the uh, player, one of four players in NHL history that had a 50-goal, 200-penalty-minute uh, season. Name the player that did it as a member of the St. Louis Blues, and your hint is he is currently an NHL executive. It is 118 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from St. Louis. Cody Cece when we return on Oilers Now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Bob Stauffer joining you from St. Louis, Missouri. The Oilers and the Blues tonight. It's a 6:10 puck drop Edmonton time on the Oilers Radio Network. Reed Wilkins will have the pregame show for you at uh, 4:35, and I'll join him uh, from the uh, Scott Trade uh, Center at that time. All right, look. Uh, before we went to break, we did a little bit of Oilers Now trivia, courtesy of Ming Shine Game Day Trivia. It said there was four players in NHL history, all in the 90s, who had 50 goal, 200 plus penalty minute seasons. Name the player that did it. Uh, with the St. Louis Blues. There's a bit of a catch here. Gary Roberts in 1991-92 at 53 goals and 207 minutes. He was plus 37 and he had a 27% shooting percentage. If you were in a six-category uh, fantasy pool, and I was that year in 1991-92, Gary Roberts might have won you the pool because the categories for forwards were goals, assists, penalty minutes, uh, shooting percentage at that time power play goals and plus minus and he was pretty good on everything so Robertson 91-92 did it with 53 goals 207 pims 
Kevin Stevens in Pittsburgh had 54 goals and 254 pims and 123 points, 16.6% shooting percentage. The player to do it as a member of the St. Louis Blues, and this was where it was kind of tricky, because Keith Kachuk would later do it, but not in St. Louis. He did it in Phoenix. The player was Brendan Shanahan, who is currently the... Uh, president of the Maple Leafs, he did a 93-94 with St. Louis. He had 52 goals and 211 pims. It's actually minus nine that season. Almost 400 shots on goal for Shanny. 397 shots on goal. Who is our trivia winner, Brendan Escott? Big Al got it today. Sorry, who is that again? Big Al. Nicely done, Big Al. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, interesting uh, question, to say the least. All right, without further ado, the second of our uh, interviews that we got down at the uh, morning skate today, that's here from Edmonton Oilers defenseman Cody Cece. Cody, kind of an interesting stretch. You played two teams that uh, got up and after it a bit, Carolina and Pittsburgh, and sandwiched that in between with a low event game against St. Louis that requires a team to play differently. Just a thought on maybe what you learned from that game against St. Louis as you prepare for tonight's game. Yeah, they're a big team. Uh, they hit, they check, they, uh, they play well. I mean, they're... Uh, I mean, that's kind of been their identity the last few years, and uh, that's the way they play. I mean, they, they just make it hard on other teams, so uh, they made it hard on us the other night. Couldn't get much uh, much going, but uh, we're trying to uh, play a little similar style as we did uh, last game versus Pittsburgh. All right, and speaking of Pittsburgh, the, the final two periods of that game, the second period was unbelievable. You know, 26-4, to you outshot them. I don't know what got said during the intermission or whether or not you guys just internally looked within. What happened there? I mean, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, I think we just uh, knew we had to play play better. Um, our starts haven't been the best at home, and uh, we kind of uh, we kind of realized that, and uh, realized we had to play a lot better if we wanted to, to win that game. And then we came out and had a, a great second and third period. So as long as we can uh, keep that going, I think uh, we're trending in the right direction. Um, it's still the beginning of the season, but I think it's uh, it's getting to that point now where we should be able to play like that most nights. The uh, Pittsburgh broadcasters talked about how consistent you were there, and I think to this point you've been, you know, amongst the most consistent defensemen of the Oilers. Can you speak to maybe how you evolved as a defenseman? You, you know, you were an offensive guy coming in out of the 67s in Ottawa, maybe the weight of expectation being a first-rounder, and maybe, you know, are you at a better place right now in your career that just allows you to be who you are? Um, yeah, I think it's tough. Uh, it's always tough when you're moving around different teams and finding different roles and whatnot. So you try and just uh, be as consistent as possible. Uh, found a good role in Pittsburgh um, and uh, on, on a good team that, uh, that made the playoffs and had a chance. And then uh, same thing uh, last year coming here. Um, I thought the, the role I was in was, uh, was a good role, good opportunity for me to, uh, to help, help the team out and just, just play as uh, consistently as possible throughout the whole season and into playoffs. Florida's former general manager, Dale Talon, used to say, you don't know what you have with the defenseman until about the 300 game mark. Do you think there's something to that? Like just getting that experience and going through the ups and downs and maybe finding a specified role or maybe not being you know, strictly labeled an offensive guy or strictly labeled a shutdown guy. You know, Does that experience come in handy at times in terms of where a guy can sort of create an opportunity for himself? 
I think so. I mean, uh, coming out of junior, everyone's uh, everyone's an offensive guy, but that role might not be available on whatever team you're going to. So you got to find your way in, in whatever role is uh, available, and that's kind of it's kind of what happened uh, with me over the years. And um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't always happen right away. You don't always get uh, put into the same role you're, you've been playing in, in junior or wherever you were before. So uh, I think it's just uh, it's important to to round your game off and be able to do uh, more than one thing. You've been paired a lot with uh, Darnell, especially since Dave Manson came in. Uh, just a thought of what's the, the the one or two things you're aware of when you're in a partnership with Darnell on the ice and you guys are defending? Um, just that he's a, he's a great skater, plays, uh, plays the game smart. So uh, just got to be aware of when he's when he's jumping up in the plays. He's such a good skater. And, uh, he's got that offensive mind. So for me, I got to uh, be careful not to jump at the same time. But uh, at the same time, don't want to take all the offense out of my game either. I think uh, we can both skate well and move around the ice. So we try and do that and be, be a little physical at the same time. Six straight to start the year at home. Is it good to get in the road a bit? Yeah, I mean... Uh, even uh, through preseason, I only went on the one trip, so it is nice to uh, to get back on back on the road and uh, go to dinners with with the guys and uh, just get back to, to travel and hang out with each other. I mean, uh, it's nice being at home, but we were there uh, before camp and throughout all camp and the beginning of the season, so uh, it feels a little, little more normal now that we're back on the road and it feels like a normal season. I went on all the road trips in the preseason, and I can tell you, my wife was really happy to see me go back. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. There you go. That's Cody Cece of the Edmonton Oilers. Good guy. It is uh, 128 in Edmonton. Eileen Bell has a global news weather traffic update coming up. The Oilers and the St. Louis Blues tonight. But when we return, we're going to get an update from the farm with Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk. Uh, we'll find out what's uh, the latest on Philip Broberg uh, and talk a bit about Xavier Borgo having a good performance on the weekend as well. You're listening to Oilers now.